Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. BGK sweeps Canadian road trip as Nick Waugh scores the game winner in Edmonton. And we want to discuss why this team is so good away from home. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick. We welcome you on this Monday morning, Monday edition, I should say, of Lockdown Golden Knights. And thanks for making us your first listen. You can find us wherever podcasts are available. And you could also find us on Twitter at Lockdown VGK, at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G., and please subscribe to that ever-growing YouTube channel. And that is Lockdown Golden Knights. Chris, uh, the Golden Knights, they have done very well. They've been successful on the road. 24-7-5 and currently on the road this past season, where they have now won seven straight games. And they beat Edmonton in overtime on Saturday, 4-3. to and it's a reality that the Golden Knights are going to have to, they're going to have home ice advantage, of course, because they're making their way into that realm. Uh, at least in the first round, no doubt about right. that. At least in the first round. Right, exactly. So, but they're also going to have to eventually win and come up big on the road in the playoffs. Why is this VGK team so successful away from the fortress? I'm on Staten News right now. So you mentioned the home record, the road record, 24, sorry, 22, 14 and home on the road, 24 and seven. Otherwise, like looking at like the goals against, I mean, they've only given up eight, eight less goals. The power play is only a couple of points better. The PK is actually a tiny bit worse on the road. So it's not like there's this one glaring stat you're looking at. You're like, okay, this is what's happening. That's definitely not the case. So I think you just got to kind of, go on to a couple of uh, different, just different things, right? I think you kind of start with the fact that on the road, there's less distractions. You're there with your teammates. You're there to play hockey. You spend time with your teammates. It's just a lot different than being at home when the families and such are there. And not that you're, not that's a bad thing being around your family or anything like that, but just simply when you're at home, you have a regular life to live on top of being a professional athlete. And I think people still forget that exists. That's one thing. And then I think it's just the perspective of not overthinking things. You know, when you're at home, you might want to push it a little bit harder. You might want to get the crowd going and, you know, pump up the crowd and just do things you might not normally do. Whereas on the road, you take what you're given. You take the situation and you handle it. Um, obviously, on the road, you're going to be going against whatever the op- opposition's coach wants you to go against in terms of line change at home. The home team gets the final change. So maybe Cassidy overthinks his line changes a little bit. If there's one thing to maybe point at, I don't know. I mean, but I think it's just simply one of those strange things where it's like kind of all working out right now. And it, this does show the possibility of how deep this team might go in the playoffs because of how good they are on the road. Right. At home, leave us tickets, uh, take the kids to school. Uh, get the car washed, get the car washed. We have to throw that in there too. There's a lot of distractions, but Bruce Cassidy earlier this season, Chris, they get their own he car utilized, <laughs> and he utilized, it's the country club environment. He utilized these road trips, I think. And they started to focus, I believe earlier this season where they had more meetings on the road, where the team started to bond. And then I think they finally also 
got this practice schedule in, in order practice. on the road. Talking remember practice? Yeah, exactly. But remember, they were having difficulties. We don't know when to practice, when not with this and that. Remember all of that, rigmarole. But now Cassidy, I think, has a set routine as well. And I think that that's been beneficial for this team on the road. I still feel like every time I check, you know, we get the email from Vegas Communications uh, for the PR stuff and all that. I still feel like it's always, uh, oh, team is an off day today. They're off today. They're off today. But I don't know. Uh, listen, there's things to work out. Yeah. There's growing pains. It's Cassidy's team. It's also Cassidy's schedule when it comes to practice and everything else. And it's going to take time. It's just it's going to take time. Right. Of uh, the situation with DeBoer. Right. That happened midseason. You just kind of rolled with it. And Cassidy had the entire summer, basically, not the entire summer, but long enough, right? I mean, they got the deal in place for Cassidy prior to the start of the rookie camps, which was obviously very, very important for him to get a get an eye on, you know, the, the future of this organization, which, uh, again, a lot of people still dog the VGK. There's, I, gotta, I forgot this guy's name. Was a San Jose Sharks writer was, uh, of all people, go figure, talking about a doom and gloom uh, rebuild period for the Golden Knights Last I checked, we got some people that have been pretty active on our roster right now contributing. And, you know, there's some decent horsies down in Henderson and stuff like that. So, you know, I leave it to the Sharks, to a Sharks Raider to talk that kind of stuff. But listen, things are looking good right now. And let's just see what happens. And that's the other thing. Look what, we're, what the team is missing right now. Stone, Carrier, Alec Martinez, Logan Thompson, and Riley Smith. And how well they're playing. Yeah. Carrier's doing uh, that Holmes Habitat, Holmes, uh, that whole project where they're building houses. So he's been in a lot, of, he's been very public yes. in the public eye since his injury. I'm not saying anything. Pro I think or he's right. He should be right. his injury situation, but I am, right. it's, it's something needs to be pointed out. Right. He should be back right now. And again, stowing him away, cooking the books, all that jazz. 53 points for VGK on the road. Now, that's a success. I mean, if you were to ask me earlier this season if they were going to be that successful on the road, yes, they had that early success on the road. We know that. And the sweep on the road, and then they came back, and now it's seven consecutive wins for VGK. Uh, biggest road wins of the season. I was going back and looking at that. Boston has to be at the top of the list. Uh, the win in Buffalo was big at the time because of Jack Eichel's return and all that pressure and probably Carolina, I would have to put up there as well. Yeah. I mean, listen, Edmonton is sexy. They got Connor McDavid. They got Leon Dreisaitl. Ooh, they got Evander Kane where, you know what the heck that clown was thinking. When, oh uh, my Nick goodness. Wow, that he was, was uh, lunch. Yeah, no, he was a passenger on the bus on that play. Tony. <laughs> that, that, that's for you right there. Right. Um, but you look at all, everything that they have, if they cannot put together, like a deep run with this core of players, what are they doing in Edmonton with however they do their roster? What the heck is their GM doing? They keep rolling through coaches like no one's business right now. You know, I mean, Edmonton might be in danger of trading away, not one, but the top two players potentially of all time. If they can't figure this out, could you imagine if two or three years, Connor McDavid gets shipped out of there because he's not happy. And that's a reality that Edmonton might have to acknowledge at some point happening. It is absolutely remarkable. My my original point, Edmonton is fool's gold. They're fool's gold. They're they're fun. They have amazing players. I am not dogging 
any of the talents on that team, especially Connor McDavid, my favorite player in the world, you know, beyond anybody. But if they cannot, they, they just can't put a winning team roster together. I will say this until the cows come home. There you go. Ed, the Edmonton Oilers are nothing but the lipstick on a pig version of the Buffalo Sabres. That's all they are. They're a little bit better. As far as results go, they might make a little bit of a run where they win a playoff series every now and then. But otherwise, yeah. The two Connors. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. McDavid for Bernard. Bernard yeah, no, I at so some sort, yeah, at some point. I have the ability when I'm doing my shows and on, on whatnot to also have a poll up there. And that one was it wasn't quite 50-50. It was more 60-40 McDavid. But I think the poll I ran, it was it was a very small sample size, but I think it was a little more for Bedard than McDavid. And it, it depends on where Bedard goes. There's some teams that are a little close. Like, like if he goes to Montreal, Montreal next year could be a cup contender. You know, whereas if he goes to Chicago or Columbus or Arizona, San, it's going to take Jose. a little bit of time. I Ooh. have a feeling he's going to wind up here in this d- division. I just do. Because why? San Jose. Everything is so stinking rigged. Why San Jose? I don't know. Uh, Five out of the final nine games are on the road as well. Good. So you think that that's a good sign? Sooner or later, don't things even out? I'm sure somewhere in the start of the season when we were doing some of our fluff pieces, just trying to uh, get through the summer, you know, basically you win two out of three at home and you go five, 40 points on the road, 60 points at home, 100 point season. That's not you know, a tough way to, to do the split. We got to get the sun coming in today. I like it, Tony. I like it. You're going to, you, you, you got the, you got the Cassidy thing going on there by the end of the show uh, yeah. when he was down in Tampa. Remember but, um, what it used to do to me though. This would ha- help the fog to roll in. Remember back in the yeah, day. No, you you must've got, you must've got a device that's out of the, the, the 2000 teens or something like that instead of the, the 1990s. So good job there. Um, but yeah, 40 points on the road, 60 points at home, hundred point season figured out from there. Instead, the VGK, what, we're sitting on 98 with nine to go. Is that correct? Yeah, something like that. Nine 60, games to go, five yeah. on the road. Yeah, 98. I mean, there's a very reasonable path to 110-point season. And, you know, another thing to look out, the stat, or excuse me, the overall standings right now where this team currently sits, we are now up to fourth place in the league with 98 points. We only trail Carolina by five points, who is second in the league. New Jersey with 100, Carolina with 103. I said last week there is a very reasonable shot. VGK finishes second overall in the league. It can happen. And I think there's a clinching scenario tomorrow night that involves Nashville losing and, and, and VGK winning where we officially clinch the playoffs. Whoop-de-doo. That means uh, the end of this week they're going to bill me 5K for the first round of the playoffs. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. So that's, uh, that's actually it's, it's reasonable. It's all in the contract, how much they charge in the elevator for playoffs and all that. It's actually a few. One of the things they've been doing right since their inception. OK, it's going to be very warm once the playoffs begin. Is Foley going to open, unlock the building or is he going to let everyone fry outside again and watch? The game oh happened. yeah you know yeah i remember that a couple of it was during the watch party right they, they were supposed to be outside then they said now nah, open the doors let them in that's right yeah that's, coming up they haven't been doing the show they haven't been doing them no they used to show all the games outside and then now covid they stopped showing the games outside okay let me say this differently the home games were always shown outside like regular season playoffs didn't matter and then covid came they stopped doing that well COVID, I mean, listen, it's still a thing, sure, whatever, but 
98% of the businesses are back to normal right now. Why aren't they showing the games outside anymore? I don't understand. Maybe during come playoffs, they'll change that. It just makes it a, a better environment. It's more fun. Oh, for so people stinking to hang out. hot out there. Uh, coming up next, we will recap VGK's win over Edmonton on Saturday. Later, we'll talk about the goaltending carousel or whatever you want to do and discuss about the goaltenders. It's coming up next right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Today's episode brought to you by a product that we literally use every day. That's AG1 by Athletic Greens. Maybe you're like us and you want to be healthy and you want to eat healthy, eat very well. And it's always easier said than done. That's no longer the case with AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1 and a glass of water each and every day, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins. You're absorbing minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, and your focus, as well as aging, all of those things. It can be very hard, very expensive to keep track of all of your multiple different supplements and vitamins that you have to take each day, not to mention how hard this is and how difficult it could really be on your stomach. And AG1 costs you less than $3 a day. Plus, you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, time to reclaim your health. Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. I am Tony Cardasco. He is Chris Golick. You can find us on Twitter, at Tony Dasco, at the other guy, and at TD Chris G. It's a, we need to start one at the other guy. Um, and then, of course, uh, please check in, check out our YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. It's uh, a lot of fun, and we appreciate all of your input. It's very cool and all of your comments, so please subscribe there. Uh, so, so Chris, um, Nick Waugh with the game-winning goal on Saturday night in overtime, 226 into the extra period. I want to talk about the effort on the game-winning goal. So first of all, we have Jack Eichel chasing down the puck, right, following a missed shot. And then Waugh, he's in front of the net. His shot is stopped by Skinner, by Stuart Skinner, and then he gets the rebound and he just bangs it home. And it was a great effort, I thought, first of all, um, on the game winner. And you talked about Evander Kane. I don't know where he was. He was skating to Cam Loops. And it was just a great effort. <laughs> it was a really good effort, though, by VGK when you look at the hustle there by those two players and their individual efforts. I like a lot of things that game. I mean, you start with Nick Wilde, they're just. Nick, wow, what is he, three goals in his return or something like that all of a sudden? He's scoring big goals right now, too. That, that was someone that was kind of forgotten about. You know, day-to-day -day turns into, you know, a five-week injury or whatever the heck it was. <laughs> there goes the sun. <laughs> I got it. You get it. It's so funny. Like we, you, this gives you an idea of how the sun rotates out. around the earth right now. You're literally <laughs> seeing it in Tony's uh, in Tony's recording space. Um, so yeah, by the end of you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be over about six more feet. So uh, yeah, a lot of things you mentioned. All the individual efforts were absolutely amazing. 
I want to talk about Braden McNabb out there. Braden McNabb was thumping everything in front of him, starting with Connor McDavid. Yeah, he gave him a cross check in the back. He knocked him down. He hurt him a little bit. Now, did he okay. really hit him? Did he really? <clears throat> not too like bad. A little bit not of a too flop, bad. And I think though, McDavid, I think McDavid him in the wanted right spot. to call. Did he just hit him in the right area? Where he might have. Like I mean, that. listen, McDavid might have legitly been hurt a little bit. And so what? So what? You're going to the blue paints, and uh, you got our big boy there. He's going to knock you down. Deal with it. After that, McDavid, or excuse me, after that, Braden McNabb became public enemy number one. They were thumping him every second they got, and they hit him pretty good a couple of times. So there was another hit where he, uh, I forgot who it was, but he, uh, you know, injured one of their players a little bit in a clean hit, and he was playing very physical. So McNabb was very engaged that game and was, you know, leading the defensive effort, if you will. And listen, Brassois, wonderful game. Uh, the third goal, the, the game-tying goal, he probably wants that one back. But, you know, his first game back in however long it was, given his situation, and go get the Edmonton Oilers. Go get the Edmonton Oilers. Good luck, kid. At first, I didn't like this, but then you look, Brassois, obviously, he does have a good history against the Oilers. He was an Edmonton Oiler at once, so he knows – you know, knows the players a little bit and stuff like that. So he's able to get a very tough win. I think the team rolls with Jonathan Quick on Tuesday because we're going to get, and here you go, Tony, we're going to get uh, Edmonton on the backside of a back-to-back. Oh. Yeah, they're playing Arizona, but Arizona's playing well right now. Last week, uh, just on Sunday, uh, Arizona took Colorado all the, way, all the way to the shootouts. Arizona also took Edmonton all the way to overtime. So... It's not going to be an easy spot for, uh, I mean, there's a reasonable shot that the Edmonton Oilers in their next two games come away with one point or less. Okay. So I go. did tweet that out. All right. About the bogus scheduling. I did. I had to, right? It's fair. And, it's very okay. fair. And an Edmonton reporter picked it up and he said, I saw on Twitter that this team has to go through Arizona before they play VGK. I thought it was just a back-to-back. Why are they playing a team in this thinking Central Division on their way to Vegas? It is so. I mean, it's just awful. It's just awful, and it's so blatant. It's absolutely blatant. Is the game? Are they going to Arizona, or are they or, or are they home? No, they go to Arizona for tonight's game, and then they come here. The schedule's weird, and you know, I don't know. I'm sure there's some explanation to why, to how, and why, and all that, but I don't know. The Canadian media guy said. Is this your way of shooing away your your pursuers? <laughs> the holy knows. No, they know that it's rigged. Why <coughs> in the world? Why in the world will the NHL late in the season? Okay, right now, I know we're going off the rails. You should be That's playing fine. only teams within your division. That's where it should be right now. It's down the stretch. They do this in baseball. Like the final month, it's Boston and the Yankees. Like, I mean, you have to have these games down the stretch to figure out your divisional positioning. These are crucial games, and they just and they stick in there. So VGK plays Minnesota, right? I mean, outside of here. So, like, it, it's just it's bizarre. Yeah, and but I there's know- a wild card chase though, too, as well going on. I mean, I think staying within the conference and primarily the division is fine. Um, right. But there's also a wild card chase that happens. So it's good to have, you know, potentially those games that could play out into that too. And they're important games if the scheduler maker gets lucky in that regard. I mean, Vegas and Seattle at the end of the month, you know, one point that seemed like that could have been a fringe playoff, you know, bubble type game. And then as much as three weeks ago, it almost seemed like the winner of that home and home series to end the season 
would have taken the division, but obviously right. now Seattle is, uh, I mean, I think they've got a little more cushion. Um, they're in the playoffs right now by seven points over the flames and eight points over Nashville. And they have the same games played as Nashville now. So yeah, I mean, Seattle is a little safer into the playoffs. So will they stay in that W in that wild card one or slip to wild card two? I don't know. As of right now, it seems like we're on a crash course with Winnipeg or Calgary. VGK, that is. You much rather play Calgary. Oh, give me the Flames. Give me the Flames okay. all day. All right, uh, that's and that's a new nickname for Bill Foley, the schedule maker, because he's the one that made the schedule. There's no doubt he was sitting there. There's absolutely no doubt. I thought it was a home and home. Edmonton and VGK, very pure, very. It's pure. a home and home for VGK. <laughs> yeah. So now VGK, Chris, you have to admit that there's something up with this schedule. There's something amiss the way that it's falling for VGK, but they can't do shenanigans in the postseason. That's what we're going to think. The interesting thing the to do that? if someone has a Twitter, Twitter friends, followers, anyone watching this podcast, if you have I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, I don't. But if, if, if anyone has 10, 15 minutes, go through any random NHL team, look at their home, find when they have a home and home. So, for example, just Winnipeg. See if they have a home and home against Minnesota at some points. And then see if Minnesota has a game between that home and home. And see how many times that's happened, you know, in in recent history. And it won't take you too long because there's not too many home and homes on each of the team's schedules. There's only like two or three or something like that. Um, But that, that could be interesting. I'm curious if this is the first time in NHL history there's been a home and home for Team A where Team B has a game in between. Yeah, they snuck that game in there. They like wedged it in. Uh, let's talk about Jack Eichel. He's really coming alive. Oh, 27th yeah. goal on Saturday night, and he had a three-point game. Yeah, I mean, listen, Jack Eichel is doing what Jack Eichel needed to do as far as you know, lead this team, and he opens the scoring on what is – it seems like it's just kind of a seeing-eye shot, right? Mm-hmm. He's coming up the side, and instead of taking the immediate shots – he just gives a not even really a big fake necessarily, just a little body motion to distract the goalie. Skates an extra stride, and he's got a very small hole to uh, snipe it in there. So, you know that's a very smart professional goal that Jack Eichel scored. And then his passing was dynamite all nights. Hmm. Uh, a couple times VGK couldn't handle some of his passes. The only knock right now on Eichel, and it's not more of a knock as much as it is just the other power play unit just playing so much better than than Eichel's unit. I mean, Eichel, Eichel's unit when the season starts should be the second power play unit over the boards right now. The the Dorofiev line, there we go, guys. The Pavel Dorofiev line needs to be the first one over the boards. <laughs> Do you know uh, Dorofiev, uh, the power play goal that he scored? Um, it had been zero for thirteen on the power play opportunities over the last six meetings with Edmonton before he broke through. So that was a pretty big goal. And then uh, your guy, Keegan Colasar, returned. And Ben Hutton was also in the lineup. Of course, because he was on line one with on defensive pairing one with Petra. Yeah. What did you think of his effort on the game? I mean, you look at just look at look at the score of the game and look at everything. I mean, with out Riley Smith, Without Alec Martinez, again, without Alec Martinez, and Logan Thompson, no disrespect, but the goalies are plug and play right now. That's less important than everything else, but it's still something to to mention. The fact that 
Ben Hutton was able to step up. The fact that Colasar was able just to come in and do his thing out there. You know, it shows how deep this team is. And I didn't even mention Will Carrier or Mark Stone in that last uh, that last run on sentence right now. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and guys, what's the over-under for Mark Stone in the playoffs? I'm sorry. I'll, I'll set it at round two, game one for Mark Stone. I'm not. Sure. I've been you saying said, I've been pounding that drum since January. I know you have been. I'm and sorry. I say, no, I, no, no, I'm not no. sorry. I'm not sorry. You think he's Mark Stowe because they're stowing him away again, like last yes. year. Yes, Mark Stowe. Yes, okay. yes. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. But yeah, we'll continue that debate. You're the one who's not going to believe the conspiracy theory of all things. I think the back is just going to be a much all more basketball difficult. messing with your head, Tony. Yes, all this hoops okay. is. I know you're ready for what the frozen force coming in in. 2025 i saw that that's pretty dang cool yeah in that same arena and eighteen thousand there on saturday night it was fun i got the upgrade in the seat so i didn't have to sit you know in your seat upstairs so that was really cool too. i gotta see if i'm going on tuesday i'm waiting for i'm waiting for my approval for tomorrow night hopefully i'm gonna make the game tomorrow night i haven't, haven't that heard would yet. be awesome yeah we need to hope so. in the press room for sure uh coming up next we'll talk about vgk's goaltending situation what else is new and we'll talk about that when we return right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. If you are looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all of the fat and calories, then you have to try what else? A built Bar. We just got through the entire first quarter of this year, and it's a good time, again, to reset and to eat a little bit healthier this year. If you're like us, you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise the taste. Man, oh, man, you really do have to try built Bar and with built. Healthy healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, it's very delicious, and you won't think that the Built Bars are really good for you, but they are. And what makes Built so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better is that they are very healthy, only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart and even at Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today and just go to the pharmacy section. You can grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up the four-bar box cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Town, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. And again, you could also go to built.com. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. We come to you each and every day from Las Vegas. And we thank you for making us your first listen. And thanks again for subscribing to the YouTube channel. That's really been a lot of fun. We appreciate all of your input. Please subscribe there. And Chris, uh, Las Vegas to host the 2026 NCAA Frozen Four 2026. Awesome. So just three years away, 28 Team, will be the T-Mobile or Allegiance? T-Mobile. It's at <laughs> Allegiance T-Mobile. would be awesome, though, huh? Well, that's where the Final <laughs> Four is going to be in 28. So I'm really I know all this. That. I mean, we saw the um, the F1 paddock that they're building. Me and um, <laughs> me and my kid, we were on the, we were on the monorail. When was it? I don't know. We were on the monorail wait, sometime wait, wait. not people, too long ago. People still ride that monorail? Only if we want to go by the sphere and just go kill some time. We didn't ride it to go anywhere. We simply did it just to go have some fun. Free parking at the Sahara. 
take the monorail if you need to go to elite we were gonna do that that's our so house we went to smackdown on friday oh, we went right, to smackdown right. at mgm how was that how was that so much fun i gotta post a video on twitter so it was my son's first match like first wrestling event he's ever seen how cool and it was my first one since 1991 I think it was at the at the Rosemont Horizon at the time with Hacksaw Jim Dugan. And I think uh, the feature match was Hogan against Sergeant Slaughter. So it had been a while for me. I'm not going to lie. Um, but the very first match, before the cameras even start, they have like a pre-match just to get the crowd warmed up and stuff. You know, like an opening act, if you will. And my kid, he was just hooked. He was just hooked all into it. He he was loving it. So it was a it was a good time. It was it was a oh, lot fine. of fun. And, but we were originally going to do Sahara, go down to MGM. Because we thought it was going to be a mayhem to get around the strip because of all the happenings. And unfortunately, it was also mayhem around my neck of the woods getting to the stupid strip. 95 North, done. 215, done. So we did streets all the way from auto show, pain in the butt. But once we got actually close to the strip, oddly enough, it opened up pretty nice. Parked right MGM and got in and out of there pretty easily. So it wasn't too bad. I got free parking with the Pearl card, which helps. But, you know. I had that basketball event over the weekend <coughs> at uh, Vidara, and it was uh, Friday, Friday night, or it was Friday night. Yeah, so Friday night, uh, same night I guess as wrestling, right? Uh, I'm driving down the strip, and I just had enough. I just had enough of all of the uh, the traffic. It was just really trash. So I just I just left the car. I parked it at the Tropicana, and then walked. Like I just was like, that's it. I'm done. I don't care. I'm just. I'll walk from here. Because I didn't want to navigate any more on the strip, so that's so you're I about did. to go all Michael Douglas falling down, huh? Yes, whatever. Great that movie. Means. Great movie. That movie. Great movie. Okay, the past four games NHL history has been made by VGK. Uh, four wins, four different goalies. So you had Patera, Quick, Thompson, and Brosois. Interesting. It's awesome. I mean, <laughs> you know, crazy. I hope Aiden Hill comes back and can start Tuesday. Uh, Let's keep the streak going. Let's keep this great. going. Let's get Papirini up then for the next game. Let's make it six. I mean, let's let's just see how far we can get this thing, you know. And then, <laughs> I mean, it's it's listen, this stage of the season, right, getting an accomplishment where you have four different starting goalies. It's not like they're just getting lucky in their efforts. They're having good games. Brossois was absolutely amazing against the Oilers. He was amazing. One goal he wants back, but he hadn't played a game in however long it's been. You let up one bad goal against the Oilers. Good game, kid. Good job. Good job. Jonathan quick starts have all been very serviceable. A, a little over, shaky and, in the thirds. And over the total. And over the total. And a little shaky in the thirds. Yes, Tony, that's fair. Um, Logan Thompson had a very good start. Unfortunately, got hurts. And uh, Patera. You know, two very quality starts, four big points for the team down the stretch as they now play for seeding. So goaltending again, this was the asterisk, Tony. This was the concern. It's not even when Logan Thompson went down, it, it hasn't been a concern. And everything that's happened since then, it still has not been a concern. And right now, it seems like Quick is in the driver's seat to be the playoff goalie. We'll see what happens with Logan. I honestly think his season's done. He's uh, per cap friendly. He's still day to day, but. I didn't I, look I think very good. That. Yeah, it did not look very good. So. I thought we talked about this. So your little small conspiracy theory here. Okay. Thursday, when Quick entered the game at the end of early on, right? He literally, you see him make a save and bends backward very awkwardly. I thought and he was hurt. That. You know, I thought that. he was hurt immediately. I think I was talking to you or someone about that. I wonder if that's on, why you said it on our show. You said it on yeah. our show. 
Yeah. I almost wonder if that's why they didn't start quick on Saturday night against Edmonton. I honestly, part of me thinks uh, there is a slight little something going on there. If Brossois starts on Tuesday night, we'll, we'll dig into that a little bit deeper. I think. Okay. So the four, I'll, I'll, I'll ask Cassidy about that in the print the post game. Oh, I can't wait. Get in there. Uh, fight them. Uh, four goalies, four straight games, Patera against CBJ. Uh, then Jonathan quick with the win against Vancouver uh, VGK wins against Cal Gary with Logan Thompson starting and then quick in relief. And then Brossois with the victory against Edmonton, never done before in the national hockey league. That's pretty impressive. And if you're Cassidy, it's just been at this stage of the lucky. season too. It's this stage it's, of the season. It's a good role for Cassidy. Okay. I mean, some of this is, you know, they're really good. And some of this is really lucky the way that it's no doubts. In no doubts, but the defense has really stepped up to help out the goaltenders. I mean, they get any time we talk about goalie success with this organization, we have to, first of all, point out the defense and the structure that he put in place because it's so it's so good. Right. It's a good, effective structure. Yeah. So that's the thing. That was one of the things that was talked about early in the season was the defensive structure of this team. The defensive structure was simply to limit or minimize the odd man rushes five versus five, five V five. And you you see it when you watch. You don't see a lot of odd man rushes the other way. You just don't. If the wheels come off every now and then, so be it. It's going to happen. You know, whatever. There but were none in, in none in the Calgary game, right? No, none. I don't feel like there was a whole lot there. Well, Lucic, I guess that Lucic, yeah, yeah. For what it looks reason, like, he's he, about 65, 70. Yeah, he's and, he that made, and he made Braden McNabb look like a goaltender out there too, with, with <laughs> the full pads on and elephant like, on his back. Unfortunately, like, like a passenger. No. Yeah, there you go. Like, like a Vander Kane. Like an Evander Kane. Okay, so on tomorrow's show, uh, we've got the preview of the Edmonton game. And we'll talk more about shooing away the pursuers for VGK, because that's what they did. The schedule maker, Bill Foley, did a terrific job in wedging a game in between, which could have been really important, right? I mean, it could have been a very big game here in Las Vegas. And now, eh, kind of diminishes it and just, okay, whatever. Well, so we'll what do you think, that. Tony, before I look at it? What is Edmund? What's the line tonight for uh, Edmonton? And uh, and I, I got it. I, I haven't well, seen it yet. So it's got to be minus two twenty. I was going to say two hundred on the head. I was going to say two hundred on the head. Let's see. Okay. So yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. Line. We're you're off by one hundred and ten. I'm off by I'm off, you're off by a buck ten. I'm off by a buck thirty. Minus three thirty. Folks, put you know you, you know what the bet is for that game? Coyotes on the spread plus one and a half. Uh-huh. Plus one fifteen. I am literally making that bet right now. The Coyotes have done a great job taking. Now Coyotes are on a back to back. Also, they just played Colorado. On Colorado, Sunday. and they lost. That's yeah, they important. Lost they lost in a shootout, but I don't care. Right. I don't care. That I'm would cover it for that. you tonight. So they have a back to back. They don't have to travel to Las Vegas. Oh my goodness, what is okay? We'll talk about that game tomorrow. I'm sure there'll be some more breaking news. We'll find out who's going to be between the pipes. We'll talk about all that tomorrow, right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. For my man Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. We appreciate you all tuning in. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel Lockdown Golden Knights. We'll see you right here tomorrow, and please be here with us.